Welcome to the Comic Web's Old Time Radio Program Podcast, where each week we bring you an exciting story from the golden years of radio. The Comic Web sells old time radio programs and comic books. Our site has other great features like a message board, free OTR downloads, games, and much more. Check us out at www.comicweb.com. Please fill out our podcast listener survey. Go to comicweb.com and click on the survey link. This will let us know who's listening and how to improve our podcasts. Thank you. This episode is Sam Spade, The One-Hour Caper, which, despite the advertising, is still only 23 minutes long. And speaking of short durations, what the heck happened to the U.S. soccer team in the World Cup? Four shots on net in three games? Yeesh! But anyway, now, kids, it's time for our Comic Web Radio Secret Society code. 17, 27, 4, 1, 7, 3, 18, 18. Just enter this code at www.comicweb.com slash secretsociety.htm. Deciphering the code will give you all the benefits of membership in the Comic Web Radio Secret Society. Benefits include more free episodes, fun facts, and a certificate of membership. The code again is 17274173 And now, Sam Spade. Sam Spade! Sam. 
Hold on now, please, Mr. Bates. I've got the cigarette case here. You've got it? How did you... Oh, he gave it to me just, uh, just after the accident. I think he was trying to tell me to give it to you. Here, you take it. Oh, no, no. Nothing terribly serious, but he'd get these little spells and he have to stay on from work. Sometimes a week or ten days, but Mr. Soule, the foreman at the print shop, look after things, you know. I I I even thought he was getting better. Your husband have any fights lately? No, I no. He wouldn't dare with his heart. He had a black eye. Oh. Oh, that happened at home. He fell down. Yeah. Well, I'll uh, I'll be in touch with the fog was rolling in. I stopped under a street light and spent an estimated 45 seconds trying to figure out what time it was for the calendar watch my secretary gave me for Christmas. The barometer was falling, it said. The temperature was 63, and I was facing northwest. I looked in a jewelry store to find out it was 423. My hour was nearly half gone, and the only clues I had were a cigarette case and a black eye. I took the case out of my pocket and opened it. There were cigarettes in it. I took one out and lit it. Nasty. And I saw something green behind the cigarette. It looked better. It looked like money. When I examined it more closely, I wasn't so sure. The printing on it was Dutch, and the amount was 100 florins. The banks were closed, but it only cost me two nickels and a pay telephone to find out where to take it. It was a small but solid-looking establishment on Montgomery. The gold lettering on the plate glass window said Van Pelden Meisner. Commercial agents, Amsterdam, New York, San Francisco, MacArthur, and Curacao. Gentlemen, here. I uh, want to see Mr. Meisner. Uh, there is no Mr. Meisner. There's only Van Pelt, and I'm Hendrik Van Pelt. I'm so sorry. Oh, I don't feel like that. Maybe you can help me. What can I do with you? Well, uh, somebody paid me off for a job in Dutch money. I want to know how much it's worth. Oh, this better than Meisner, I know. The value of money. Show me, please. Maybe you'd like a cigarette, too. That's Dutch. See, my brand, Sumatra Queen, son. Oh, good. You like good, Sumatra Queen. No, the money. One hundred floors. I under the light, look. Serial number. Here is M. Portrait clear is. Seal good color is. Paper, paper, excellent. Give it to your case. What's it worth? Well, I look. Latest quotation with uh, flooring against the dollar. Uh-huh. $53.34. That was the exchange fee taken out. Uh, you like $10 notes? I love them. You mean that money's real money? Who knows better than I should? Yeah. My brother was engraver to the Royal Dutch Treasury. <laughs> I myself in the manufacturing was until the occupation coming was... <clears throat> Pardon me, would you mind saying that again, please? Uh, so in the manufacturing from all kinds of money, including already currencies from the Indies, East and West, Java, 
Tel Aviv, Borneo, and homeland, Netherlands. Yeah? Also, six months in Bulilong, Bali, where I'm English learning. <laughs> oh, you <laughs> learned English? Several foreign languages. Uh, 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 well, I'll take it in ten. Uh, sure, Ten, twenty, thirty, forty, fifty, one, two, three, and uh, nine cents and twenty cents, the right cents. Shop of the partnership, you know, Hank and Mrs. Delay. And the cigarette case is just a windfall. 
Well, you wouldn't stand in the way of a widow. I wouldn't think of it. I knew you'd do the decent thing to stay. Uh, uh, please, please. My bruises. Besides, I haven't got it. You haven't got no, it? No, now, look, 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 Mr. Say. Blanche. Okay, now, Blanche, try and think. Did you ever hear your husband mention Van Pelt? No. No, they... No, they never even met Mr. Van Pelt said so. Uh, how'd Van Pelt find out about the cigarette case? He said you showed it to him. Uh-huh. How well do you know your husband's partner, Mr. Soleil? Oh, we're total strangers now. I told my husband everything. He forgave me. Uh-huh. And what did Mr. Soleil tell you? Nothing much, nothing. He led a very dull life. Almost as soon as he got out of reform school, he took a forgery lab. Oh, very good. That's where he became a, a master fitter. And stir, did they say? Oh, yes, they do. They are not much help. Au contraire, Blanche. Au contraire. I escorted her outside and pushed her into a taxi. Then I walked back to Church Street. As I rounded the corner, I could see light in the window of Kate and Frederick. The chimes were hammering out a quarter of five when I entered Hank Page's shop. In the back, the guy was sitting at a desk in his shirt sleeve, checking off figures in a ledger. I introduced myself, and he told me his name was Ben Soleil. He shook hands, and then he waved me to a chair across the desk. Oh, this is awful, Sage. What with one thing and another, we're heels over head and work, and got a pull with these books, and I don't know a thing about it. I... Oh, pardon me. Yeah. Oh. Oh, all right. Oh, well, things are a little confused here just now. Could you tell me a little more about it? Huh? Oh, yes, I understand the problem. Well, we're handling it at this end, but we'll be very busy for a while. Now, there's definitely no point in you dropping by tonight. I guess think the news of the boss's death would make some difference to those customers, but no. You take that fellow that just... Yeah, I know you're very busy, Mr. Soleil, and I don't want to take up too much of your time, so... Hey, uh, what makes you think that car deliberately ran down the board? Did I say so? Well, you're an insurance dick, aren't you? You got me tagged. Anybody have anything against him, far as you know? Well, he, he fired two printers last week. Why? Well, they couldn't spell in English. You, uh, see Mr. Page this afternoon? Yeah, he came in for about ten minutes. Said he'd be back on the job tomorrow morning. He was killed this afternoon. Left. How'd he look? Oh, same as usual. You wouldn't say he'd been in the fight. Oh, good Lord, no. He was a sick man. He had a piece of porn in his hand when he was hit. Know anything about that? Oh, sure, he got it here. One of our customers, a man named Van Pelt, paid for some work with him. Boss wanted it for a souvenir, so he took it with him. Uh, does Van Pelt know about Page's heart? Oh, that's a stupid question, man. You didn't know Case was killed with Van Pelt's car. Uh, that's a long shot, though. Thanks. There's another one. You're a lion. Straight down the line. Huh? You, no, didn't, wait you didn't see Page today. If you had, you'd have mentioned he had a black eye. He didn't take that Dutch money for a souvenir. If he had, you'd have mentioned the cigarette case. You'd better not. What are you doing? Shutting down for the night? You'll find out. Put your hands on top of the desk. <laughs> Put the muzzle of my gun. I've been holding it in my lap for three minutes, far enough over the edge of the desk for Ben Soleil to see it. He did what I told him to. The press room door was directly behind him, and I knew his body would screen my guns in the view of anybody that might come through it in response to the signal he found. I didn't have long to wait. Three men, black with ink, came to the door and threw it into the little office. I strolled in, careless and casual. What's up, Ben? You got ice in your head? Huh? What's this? I am Stop right there. They'd all been mounted on the same pair of legs, but I didn't like my position at all. If these men decided to jump me, I could down just one of them before the other three were on me. I knew it, and they knew it. Then I felt some fresh air on the 
back of my neck as the street door opened behind me. Oh. 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 Shalane, what is it? Is it a holdout? It's me, Blanche Spade. Get out of here quick. Find a cop and bring him back here. Will you do that? Sure, I will. You can count on me. Blanche's mouth opened in a broad grin. I didn't need any more warning than that. I threw myself sideways, but I wasn't quick enough. The blow I got from behind was Blanche's lady's handbag type of way. didn't hit me full on, but I got enough of it to fold up my legs as if the knees were hinged with paper and I slammed into a heap on the floor. Something dark cried across me. I crossed with both hands. And a foot kicking in my face, I wrung it the way it was. I got a knock. I was dimly aware that my feet were under me again. Some squirming thing was on my back and a hot, damp object like a hand was across my face. I put my teeth into it back as far as it would go. Maybe it smashed into the face it was meant for. I don't know. Anyway, the squirming thing was no longer on my back, and suddenly I could see again. I saw a brass cuspidor six inches or so in front of my eyes. That's how I knew I was down on the floor again. I grabbed the cuspidor and tugged at it. I staggered to my feet with it and used it to clear the clear space in front of me. I swung it high and let go. Then I was back on the floor again with six or eight hundred pounds of flesh hammering my face into the floor. You can't throw a brass cut the door through a plate glass window into a rush hour crowd in downtown San Francisco without attracting attention. The hour of rescue was at hand. Exactly 5 p.m. Excuse me. I haven't looked at it with me. I'm so well-tempted. Oh, no, you're not. 
I think I'm turning into an old maid or something. Oh, calm down. I must be. Oh, by the way, honey, uh, remind me to write to uh, Feige at Washington and ask him to send me that cigarette case for a souvenir if I take it off Van Pelt. After all, you know, it saved my life. You're right. Mm-hmm. And here I've been nagging and saying all these terrible things. Oh, Sammy. Sammy. Oh, Sam, no, your bandages, your wounds. Oh. Oh. Look, I live. Good night, Sam. Good night, sweetheart. 